So today is Saturday, August 13th, 2016. It is 12, uh, 20 p.m. Uh, I am here uh, next to the John the Baptist Community Garden uh, in a community center. This is an Our Gardens, Our Stories uh, recording, uh, which is a project uh, with the Brooklyn Public Library and the Brooklyn Queens Land Trust. My name is Samantha Feldman, and I am an intern with Brooklyn Queens Land Trust. Um, and today, uh, could you please introduce, or excuse me, introduce yourself? Um, my name is Yolanda Golden. I am a chaplain. I am also the chairperson for John the Baptist Community Garden. Um, I've been running the garden for the last five years. Um, my, my mom has had this garden since the 1980s. Awesome. Um, so that sort of almost answers my first question, but uh, can you describe like your first experiences with the garden and how you got involved? Um, well, my mom has this community center, which is John the Baptist Community Center, and she ran a summer day camp. And um, all the summer youth workers and all the kids, uh, other than going on field trips, uh, worked the garden. So it was, it was kind of weird. I'm, I'm not one that's into dirt, but uh, being I was the boss's daughter, I kind of delegated everybody to do the job. I pretty much, growing up, did the, did the behind the scenes. I did the paperwork, I sent out the letters, I picked up the donations, but I really wasn't, I have to be honest, I wasn't a garden person. Um, it's when my mom was retiring, when she asked me if I wanted to take over the garden. And, um, it took me about a month to decide that I wanted to. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what I was going to do with it because I really, like I said, I delegated the job. You know, it wasn't me. You know, I, you had Miss Bostic from across the street, the Bostic family. They were, again, one of the founders that broke ground there. Uh, Miss uh, Bernilda Hernandez, uh, Edibelto Torres, uh, my mom, uh, Kenya Cagle. You know, they all put their hands in there. They're the ones who got in there first and before the kids got in there and broke ground. And um, I thank my mother for giving me the opportunity to run this garden. For the simple fact is that I'm actually becoming, I'm enjoying to becoming one with nature. Mm, that's awesome. Um, so can you describe what the garden and the land was like when you first got involved and what it looked like in there? Oh, it was just a, it's a big dump lot. Um, a lot of bricks, a lot of stones, a lot of dirt, glass, uh, syringes. Because back in the 80s, there was, you know, a big, a big, drug thing over here and um my mom got the property for a dollar uh Koch was mayor at the time mm -hmm. and um yeah it was in really bad shape it was in shambles we were able to put up a chain link fence around it and everybody just i just watched everybody just work and commence to you saw how it started you, you couldn't see it but once it started happening you started seeing the beauty of that lot that mm -hmm. had nothing pretty much um, and so how um, how did the garden group itself come together how did you start pulling people oh in? well it was it was really easy again my mom being that she was a, a big advocate in the community uh, she had her little entourage the, the people that I've mentioned and much more mm -hmm. and all she had to do was say you know you know this is a place where we can be one, uh, we can uh, share, unite, 
and fight. Mm. And um, everybody here was a big, we were all, it was like family. Back then, you know, you can spank the next neighbor's kid and not get in trouble and beat up by the parents. You know, it was okay because they needed the respect. So it was already a close-knit family. So just by her getting that just made us closer. You know, it brought Dipmars from across the street on the other side of Broadway this way. Mm-hmm. You know, it brought PS274 kids from Bushwick this way. You know, because there was uh, an equator line. And Bushwick doesn't go to Bedside, Bedside doesn't go to Williamsburg. And so that's what was happening. So what my mother did, being that fortunately for her, she was uh, in this corner. And she was 81st Precinct, 83rd Precinct, 90th Precinct, 79th Precinct. Mm-hmm. And CB3. She made it a thing that we were all going to be connected because she had a summer camp and she could not stand here and watch the kids from Bushwick cry because they couldn't get on the bus because she wasn't being funded for that mm-hmm. or from Williamsburg. So she fought. She fought. So now we get we, we were getting funding from CB3, CB2. You know, now the cops were paying attention to us because we had summer youth workers also. So if the kids were here and they got robbed across the street. We couldn't call the 81st. We had to call the 83rd. You know, and so it was like a lot of runaround. And she worked hard to get the respect and finally get the knowledge that you, you need to, we, they need to take care of this corner, take care of us. So again, we were already a close-knit family and we just became closer. Mm-hmm. I have friends that uh, I've had since diapers, mm-hmm. I can say till today, that we still talk. Wow. Yeah. That's very close-knit. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Um, so since then, uh, how has the garden itself, like the space changed? How have the events changed? How has everything sort of morphed into what it is today oh it's changed a lot it's it started out as a vegetable garden mm-hmm. uh, an all vegetable garden and then um it was a half vegetable garden with the park in the back for the kids because there was no park here for the kids so my mother said you know what instead of you know the kids playing in the streets and stuff like that i want to have a place for them to play mm-hmm. so she built that and it was nice for a while um then after that we built a stage in the front and for with the parades and the festivals that she threw here, we had children performing for children. We had uh, the Puerto Rican Dance Theater coming through. Um, uh, a lot of live bands, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of politicians. Um, we had Ronald McDonald and Grimace up in here. <laughs> Black Cowboys Association with the horses riding around with the kids and stuff. Wow. We had uh, WKTU, 92KTU back in the day with Al Bandero and the Animal and all of them giving us free records, Kiss FM. I mean, my mother really, I mean, she even had a football star that used to come over here from the Cowboys. She really went all out for the community, for the kids, because these kids never had, you had kids here that has never crossed the Williamsburg Bridge back in those days. They never left the five blocks that they lived in. Mm-hmm. You know, so she brought it to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and as I do this garden, I remember all that, and this is what I'm trying to bring back to the community. Because mm-hmm. it has dwindled down since then, mm-hmm. you know? and. We have let other people work with the garden and, you know, like the senior house here and they become very territorial. You know, and after a while we had to cut that down and let other people be a part of. But um, I think I'm, I'm going in a good place with this garden. Uh, I'm trying to bring this gentrification that's really hitting us really hard yeah. and trying to make a positive spin on it. You know, you have a lot of uh, animosity. Um, a lot of uh, you don't belong here yeah. or you need to get out of here it's mm-hmm. no longer yours so I during the summer spring and summer times I try to do a potluck once a month that way that get to know your neighbors get to know that you have something in common 
with that kid with his pants down. Mm -hmm. You know, get to know that you guys, uh, they're just as smart as you are. You know, and I'd love to see that we started out with like 15 people and by the end of the summer, we usually end up with about 60, 80 people. And that's great because I love to see, sit back and watch the teenagers teach the kids how to play cards yeah. or the teenagers helping seniors or see the diversity of the ethnicity mm -hmm. and how they are getting along. Yeah. Now when they walk down the street, hey, how you doing? It's not like, I, I don't know, you don't look at me, you know, or you bump me, you know, now they look, you need some help because they know, they're starting to get to know who, who they are. And that's what I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring back community. Yes. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, so going along with that, I guess um, just because this is an, or, an audio recording, can you sort of go piece by piece inside the garden and sort of describe what it looks like in detail? Oh, well, when I walk into the garden from the front and I open up the gates, I feel like a breath of fresh air. It feels like I'm opening up my arms. You know, asking people to come in. You know, and I walk in and I take that first breath and I smile and go, this is going to be a good day, you know. <laughs> and as I walk in, you know, you see there's a peach tree that's hovering over a bench. And it's a nice shape. We have two lounge chairs where if you want to take a sunbathe, take you know, sunbathe. Mm -hmm. um, to the right, you have uh, four beds. And... Um, we have vegetables growing out of them. We also have a raspberry bush and a blueberry bush. Um, to the right, we have, we made a walkway. We call it uh, the Golden Bridge. <laughs> I dedicate it to my mom because she took so many steps to get to where she's at. Mm -hmm. And that's why I built that walkway for her. Mm -hmm. So as I walk through the walkway, I feel like I'm walking in her steps and trying to make that next step happen. You know, and I'll take the walk through the garden. And as I walk past the garden, you have the shed house that's right there. And then you have the kitchen area. That I dedicate to Jenny Bonija, uh, another big pillar that passed away. She's also my aunt. This woman had a heart of gold. Uh, she used to walk from Manhattan with at least five bags. She never drove. And she'd just go to people's houses to take them things. She'd buy things and take them to people in the Bronx uh, and Queens. You know, just growing up with women like this in my life is made me who I am. So as I'm walking through the garden and I see the kitchen, I see her cooking. So I'm going to name it Jenny's Kitchen, dedicated to her. You know, because there is where, well, in the house you congregate, in the kitchen all the time. Yes. And that's where everybody, they talk, they learn things. You know, you learn more about the next person, things that you never thought. You know, and it's a beautiful thing. Um, to the... Right of the garden towards the back, we have a mulberry tree. Mm -hmm. That, I love it, but it's a nuisance. And yes. it can become a nuisance because then we can't use that spot like about two months. For two months, we can't use it. I mean, it's just like all over. Yeah, falling down yeah. the uh, berries and mm -hmm. stuff. We have raised beds for the people in wheelchairs. Mm -hmm. We made an entrance where people can come in with the wheelchair and awesome. be a part of the garden. Uh, we have actually two wheelchair members. They just couldn't be here today. It was too hot for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I told them to stay home. But they come by and they work the garden too. I have two canes inside the shit house for them so that if they have to get up and walk and get to it, they have one there, you know? Um, we have two more beds in the back. 
plus a mural that was done by the kids, mm -hmm. which is great. You know, and I sit there and like I told him yesterday, I looked at my garden and I said, I am very satisfied. I mean, I know there's so much more work to be done, but I'm in a good place. The garden's in a good place. And that's what matters. You know, as long as it's a safe environment, the aura is, the energy is fantastic. Anybody that goes in there has nothing to worry about. That's awesome. Um, that was a wonderful description. You went through the whole thing. Um, so could you also talk about, you, you did a little bit, but um, you said that you throw potlucks. Yes. Uh, what other activities and programs are you having in the garden? Um, well, we usually have what you call old school block party. Mm -hmm. um, we close off the street. And the kids get to run around in the garden and play. But in the street, what we do for the kids is we teach them how to play street games. We teach them how to play scully, uh, double dutch, um, stoop ball. Okay. They look at us and they're like, what is this? <laughs> what is that? What's beautiful is to see one of the kids, one of the kids said, Dad, what is this? Why do they have numbers in a box on the floor? He says, oh, that's scully. Come here, let me show you. And you know, the parents get down and dirty with them. Um, there's a game called uh, Coco Livio or... Uh, what is I forget it? It's a can that you put in the middle and you call out numbers and those two numbers come out and you try to grab the can and run back before that guy catches you. And can you believe all the adults are outside playing that game? Because these are street games we used to play as kids. You know, and the kids don't know this. All they know is just uh, video games and TV and whatever it is. You know, so I have this old school here. It's for a reason. We put the old school mu music on from back in the days that you would hear at the block parties nice summer groove music you know so it's a nice it's a nice vibe going on mm -hmm. that's one I, I always look forward to every year mm -hmm. um we have someone that does face painting for the kids in the garden um health fair now we're uh, joining with woodhawk mm -hmm. to start doing more events health fair events around here mm. um i have to be honest again the events I'm holding back on because of the situation with the ground in there. Yeah. So again, I try not to do any big events, but I do little events here and there, yes. little spurts. Yeah, because of the ground. Because of the ground, they have to assess that ground. I'm afraid to have a major event in there and that ground just goes down. Yeah. Like I said, we've had two major holes in there mm -hmm. and we've stuffed those holes and it's still, it was like, how do we, it's never ending. Yeah, Yeah. I it mean, keeps we, sinking. Yeah. So, I mean, thank God so far for the last year and a half, nothing. But again, I don't want to take the chance. So I do little events here and there if I can. That's what I try to do. I'm, I'm not as, but not as big as mom, but <laughs> I do a little something. Hopefully in the future you'll get back. Absolutely. Get back to it. Um, you talked a little bit about this, but can you talk more about uh, the gentrification and how the change of the neighborhood has affected the garden and the community? Uh, I, I'm, I'm okay with change. Mm -hmm. You know, I change come with it. But I'm not okay when change takes and tries to break a person. And that's what they're doing. They're breaking this community apart mm -hmm. so they can get out, so the new gentrification can come in. And it's really... It hurts. Mm -hmm. It's devastating. I have two families that lived on Dittmos for over 50 years that they're taking them out their houses. They're making them leave because of the entering thing. 
mm-hmm. and they're telling them they may not be able to come back and they're only going to give them market value how do you do that these are owners of a house we're not even talking about the tenants i'm talking about owners of a house mm-hmm. you know so that that hurts me that i can't do anything for them yeah and no one's doing anything for them and no one told them that this was happening yeah. or for those people that just bought a house on that side of the street mm-hmm. they had no idea that they're going to lose it yeah you know so um, I feel for the community and I feel for the new that's coming in also. You know, so, and it's hard because what I'm not feeling is the push out. That's what's really got me. Mm-hmm. They're pushing out the people of the community. Yeah. And the community is disappearing. And there's stories that I've heard of different blocks in the community that there's no history there no more. You don't even, they don't, there's nothing. And this is not what I want for here. Yeah. And this is why I'm fighting to do what I do. Yeah. Because there's a legacy here. Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember who John the Baptist is. They're going to remember who Reverend Golden was. They're going to remember Mrs. Bostick. They're going to remember Miss. We're going to do a tree of life. Oh. Uh, me and my mom were talking about, we're going to do a tree of life. Because I just sitting, I feel like crying, just talking to you. Because it's, it's change is good, but not when you're, when it's, when you're rolling over people, when you're taking advantage and yeah. just bulldozing them out. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. And unfortunately, also with the cops, is the same thing. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? How long have I lived here? Are you treating me like that? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, because of this? Oh, this is not happening. Mm-hmm. You know, and it hurts. It hurts to watch it happen. Yeah. And you can't do anything. Or you can do it. Again, call the news. I mean, I need the community to pull together. Mm-hmm. Become one. Fight for what's happening now. Mm-hmm. I tried to do that with the uh, the K2 thing here that was happening. You know how I many people got so scared to talk about it or to even mention it? Wow. It was devastating. I remember as a kid, my mother used to have masses of people holding their arms sitting in the street yeah. and fight for what they wanted. These people won't do it. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? How, how can I, I don't know social media. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to use that to my benefit. If I can get somebody to help me with social media, I can use what my mother has done and take it to that next level. Yeah. But I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. I need help with that. Yeah, that's good to know. I'm going to write a, a note about that. Thank you. Um, but yeah, that that definitely seems very um, hard to deal with and, and, and very tough to watch things change and to watch the people that you grew up with making a difference here, all of that sort of starting to fade. And that's what we don't want. Yeah. That's what so we're trying to hold You're up. fighting. Yes. You're fighting it. Um, <laughs> interestingly, the next question is, how are some, what are some challenges that you faced? And that's clearly that's one. That's really a big challenge. Um, are there some others? Uh, challenges that we face, uh, every now and then you get, you know, somebody that wants to come in the garden and take things that don't belong to them, hmm. you know? Uh, cops could be a little nicer. <laughs> um, other than that, the two that that K two thing that's happening, you know, mm-hmm. those are the those are the problems that we're having around here, um, and nobody wanting to be a part of. You know, it's like pulling teeth. Those are the problems we're having. Yeah, trying to get new people involved. Trying to get new people involved, trying to get people to uh, 
just come and sit down. <laughs> you know, just come and sit down. You know, we have our we have our regulars that come by. We have a guy who comes by with a snake. We close the garden off and let him let the snake run around. It. I didn't go in the garden. I stay over here. I don't even stay there. I come in here just in case he gets out the fence. But we close the fence down for about a half hour. The the gate the and just let him stay in there with his with snakes and he plays with the snakes in there he enjoys them and he was like you know what thanks a lot my snakes really needed to stretch their arms and i'm like really <laughs> but you know we do things like that as long as i'm not there we're good <laughs> yeah you know we have another garden um about two blocks away and they and they help they come by and they uh they cut the chickens here because they have the chickens and the ducks oh. and stuff like that so we let them use the kitchen to do the chicken and then they'll make the chicken for us and everything oh. like that what garden is that um Spike is gonna kill me. <laughs> Don't remember the name stuff. Uh oh, is it also in BQLT? No, they're not. They're not are a they part green of it. Sun? They are. They're private. They're private. They just. They started out on Broadway, and somebody let them use their lot, but then they wound up building on it, so they had to leave that lot, and they moved over here. But they're private. They they get to smoke and drink in their garden. Ah, <laughs> they okay. get to do other stuff in that garden over there. Okay. But they got a nice. They got a nice little thing. They got turkeys. They have. Wow. Um, Turkeys, ducks, chickens. They have a beehive thingy ah, going on over yeah. there. Um, and so they help us out. They had came by and helped us with the, the raised beds there. Spike yeah. came by and he dropped off all that soil that you see in the garden. Mm -hmm. You know, so they come by and they help us out a lot. That's They're good great. people, yeah. You know, so I, I mean, there's always great things that come out of this. Mm -hmm. That's why I just try to think positive. Yes, so... My next question was, what are some of the most rewarding experiences for you? So that's part of it. Are yeah. there more? Oh, yeah. Rewarding is when I see the parents coming with the babies and they let them go in the grass and with no shoes. You know, it makes me feel good. My garden is clean. The kid can be with no shoes on. That makes me feel good. It makes me feel good to, to see a father and daughter that they come every day after school uh, and sit and have lunch there before he takes her home. Mm. I, I like stuff like that. You know, um, the rewarding things is... Uh, the breaking of the bread once a month, you know, with the with the people with the potluck, that's rewarding to sit back and just watch mm -hmm. all this unfold and take, you know, take root and just bloom. Mm -hmm. um, rewarding is just knowing that people care about open space. You know, when they do come by, they really do mean I want to volunteer when they do come, mm -hmm. and they do. And if you give them a call, they'll come. Or if they can't, they'll let you know, I can't, but I will definitely be there such and such day at this time. So that's rewarding. It's rewarding to know that whatever I was looking to do with it is actually happening. Not as fast as I wanted to, but it's happening. Mm. And um, that can make people smile. And I make them smile, not me, the garden does. You know, they come and they, they smile. They feel good. You know, and, and that's, to me, that's everything. And I tell that to my garden members. Understand that this is not about you. This is not about, this is mine. I put this here. I made this. That's my vegetables. I. This is not about that. This is about service. Okay? We're servicing others. Mm -hmm. You see a smile on their face, you're doing a good job. So keep doing what you're doing and let the next person come in and move that plant from here to there. But I put it there. It doesn't matter. You made a mark, let somebody else make the mark. Because the more marks that are made, the more beautiful this garden becomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really wonderful. Um, I keep saying that's awesome, but it's <laughs> true. Uh, so my last question is, if you had to speak to people in the future who might um, 
you know, come to garden in your garden or be part of this community or, you know, even farther in the future, taking over the garden, um, what you envision, what, what would you say to them? I tell them it's, it will feel tedious at times, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's not easy running the garden and let them know it's a hard job, but the rewards are priceless. No, I'll let them know that. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, let's see. We have some time left. If there's anything else you want to talk about or say um, a favorite memory from the past or just anything that that you'd like people to hear. Um, I'd like them to know that when it comes to open space, that I what I've learned and I've appreciated hmm. is that the serenity behind it is surreal. And if they can reach that level right there, there's nothing better. Yeah. That's, That's what great. I want to know. Well, thank you so much uh, for doing this interview. And uh, it was great to thank speak you. with you.